This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the great guys on the NBA beat who is uh, watching the Celtics tonight. He's with Golden State a couple of weeks ago. He lives the life when it comes to the NBA. He is Paul Flannery of SB Nation. He joins me here on 93.7 WEI. Hell of a game tonight at the Garden tonight, Paul. How are you? Not bad, man. Not bad. That was pretty good, huh? Yeah, I'd say pretty good is a nice uh, way of summing it up. It was, I think, you asked Doc and uh, Brad Stevens, they might question some of the calls that were made, <laughs> Paul, with the course of that game. But I down five with a minute 16 to go, I chalked this up as a loss of the Celtics. And I, I just haven't learned yet that they, they, they never give up, whether it's Brad Stevens or just the team DNA. They fight back with Isaiah Thomas late. They get down 4 nothing in overtime. This team never quits, and that was evident tonight in a huge OT win against the Clippers. Yeah, you, you cannot give up on this team. And let, let's give these guys some credit because, you know, whatever they've got, they fight and they play for each other, and it's a really cool thing to see. I, I'm really enjoying the way this team has come together because, you know, two, three weeks ago, I was sitting here thinking, you know, I, I think this team has kind of underachieved a little bit. And ever since then, they have really turned it on. That win in Cleveland, I thought, was, was huge for them. And this is, a good, this is a very good basketball team right now. Well, Paul, you say that, that they play for each other at the end of games. You you get a chance more than I do, certainly, with, with this schedule, to watch other NBA games. Is is what this Celtic team does in fourth quarters, the 19-point comeback last night, what they did tonight, late in the game in Cleveland, is it so different than other teams that stand out from other teams you watch in fourth quarters? And if so, what is it that stands out? No, it definitely stands out. Um, and I think I think it's because they come at you in waves. And if you shut one guy down, there's always the possibility that, like, Evan Turner might score nine straight points in the <laughs> overtime, <laughs> right? Or, you know, Avery Bradley might hit a couple of threes, or Isaiah might go crazy, or, 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 and, and, and. They just have so many different people that can do it. Now, the, the issue is, of course, they don't have that one guy that you know you can do it every single night. And not taking anything away from Isaiah, he's been fantastic. But you know what I'm saying, the 6'8", the, 6'9", the score, the, the one guy. And that's the, that's the only thing they're missing right now. I've been hearing this a lot lately. Everybody says they're one player away. I really believe that they are one player away. Now, I don't know how they're going to get that guy or who that guy is, but I think they're one player away from being not just good, but a team that you could seriously contend. I'm with you, and we'll get to the trade speculation here coming up. As for this one tonight, uh, Isaiah Thomas, he's undersized. He sometimes takes shots, Paul, that you leaves me scratching my head, takes to the basket where – He'll throw one up there, but you know tonight it was same thing you saw in other games late where he just has he's got it's the old grit and balls thing from a couple of years ago where he's <laughs> he is fearless, Paul taking the ball to the basket and some of the shots he hit late to get this thing to overtime. I I, I thought he had no shot at getting some of those things home. Well, you know you live with it. You live with a couple of bad yeah. ones here and there because they're not always bad. He took it at DeAndre Jordan three straight times, (laughs) and he scored in three different ways. He's got a ton of different shots. And so it's just moxie. I think some of these guys don't expect him to go up there on him. Um, He's a terrific athlete, as you can tell. But he's got a number of different shots. And, you know, it's 
funny thing about being 5'9", which I'm not even sure he is, he's been that size all his life. So he's, been, he's had to figure out a way to score against those big guys inside. And he's terrific at it. He really is. And I love that he's fearless. He's just fearless. Our NBA insider from SB Nation, he's Paul Flannery, joining us here after a big Celtics win heading into the All-Star break. As for the other pieces of this team, uh, yeah, I, I didn't – I liked Jay Crowder in college. Uh, I, you know, Jay Crowder pining away in Dallas. They make the deal, and I was thinking earlier about the important players in this team. It's tough to pick out one guy, but the guy for me, Paul, that keeps us in together is is Jay Crowder. And I was curious what you thought about his progression from when he got here last year to the players become now at the All Star break in 2016. He's terrific, and you know, people talk about. Um... He just needed an opportunity, and there's definitely a lot of that. And I think there's a number of players like Jay Crowder in the NBA that if they had a better opportunity to play more minutes, to have a few more shots, they could they could produce the way he's produced. But that said, he works like a demon. I mean, you can see his body. He works out so hard, and he wants this. He really, really wanted to become not just you know a decent player making making a good living. He wanted to be a, a guy that is a starter. And if you look at the, the, the way the small forward position has gone, obviously there's the superstars, LeBron and Durant and those guys. But those playmaking small forwards, uh, Jay Crowder, Damari Carroll, um, those guys are really in demand right now because they can guard a couple different positions. They can make outside shots. And what's really impressed me about him, Mutt, is that he's not just a 3 and D guy. He has game beyond making some shots and playing defense. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, and there's a clutch ability to his game. Hit some big threes for the team during this uh, the stretch here, ten and two in these twelve games. You mentioned that what started all this, and I wonder, Paul, in your mind, how much you had to do with when this winning streak, this this stretch started, this three week stretch. Brad Stevens finally deciding, you know what, I, I can't play David Lee anymore. I'm going to tighten up this rotation. A couple of the players, including Isaiah Thomas, actually spoke out publicly and said, we need a set rotation. And look, it's it's still it's still Brad Stevens. He's still mixing and matching. He started Marcus Smart in the second half tonight to go small against the Clippers. But I do feel like the solidifying of this of who's going to play night in, night out, that has helped them form an identity. Do you buy into that rotation being part of what has propelled the Celtics forward here recently? Yeah, absolutely. I really do. And, you know, I mean, you mentioned David Lee, you know, almost feel bad for the guy. He didn't really do anything wrong. He just, you know, his time has passed. Yeah. Really. And... You know, the, the numbers didn't lie when, when he was in the game. They, they, you know, as a unit, they didn't play very well, whether or not he put up number, individual numbers or not. Um, See, so yeah, I think tightening the rotation helped. I think also the fact that those guys have, for the most part, stayed healthy and they've been able to develop continuity as, okay, here's our nine, here's our ten. You know, you got to give a guy like Tyler Zeller credit. He's, he's been buried since the beginning of the year. He's now become a pretty nice fourth big man to have. Is he going to have a big night every night? No but he has helped him out in a couple of key spots. So I think having that 9 or 10, you know, I think that, that absolutely helps. And, you know, it's, it, they are better than the sum of their parts. Yeah. They really are. And a lot of that credit goes to Brad Stevens, who you know, last year certainly got uh, credit for what the Celtics did and the surprising finish for them to, to win a playoff round and go, and go up against Cleveland, excuse me, and uh, be able to get, get to a playoff spot this year. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's just a known fact now. It's not like, hey, a couple of NBA insiders talk about Brad Stevens being one of the best coaches in the league. This guy's getting credit, Paul, everywhere and is a legitimate coach of the year candidate at this point. Yeah, he's good. 
he's really good. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I still say, look, I mean, Pop is sort of on this elevated mountain. Yeah. And, you know, sort of looking down on everybody else. And, you know, we kind of take for granted what Steve Kerr's done in Golden State. That's not bad. Well, Dwayne and Casey Rick, in Toronto, too. I mean, Rick Carlisle's been yeah. doing it forever. He's a terrific in-game coach. Um, yeah, but no, I think in terms of that upper level of coaches, he's definitely a guy. And I think that the way I look at coaches, there's a couple of guys that might hurt you. And there's a bunch of guys who are pretty good. And then there's a few that are really good. And I think Brad is in that really good mold that can, you know, win you a game or two here or there. And, you know, like I said, I mean, not every coach can take the team that he has and get them to perform the way they have this year. It's a lot of credit to those players, but it's also a credit to the coach. All right, so we, you started out by saying you think this team is one player away. The player that most recently has been talked about, and this it rotates every couple of weeks, there's the guy the Celtics might get. Uh, the, these last four or five days has been Al Horford of the Atlanta Hawks, a story out of Atlanta saying they might blow it up. Meanwhile, you look down and they're only a game and a half out of the three seed, but they, they might want to shake things up there. And Al Horford, final year of his deal, might be available. And uh, Al Horford, Kyle Korver, and a potential deal that will have Kelly Olynyk and some draft picks. And, and let's stand around Al Horford. Is he the guy? You say they're one player away. Would he fit your mold as the one player? that could propel them to potentially a couple of playoff round wins and a matchup with Cleveland in an Eastern Conference final? Well, I mean, I think it's a couple that, you know, we got to look at it from a couple different ways. I mean, I think he's really good. Um, I think if you put Al Horford on this team, without taking away a lot of the core, without taking away a Jay Crowder, without taking away an Avery Bradley, which, by the way, that's who people want, you know. That, those are the kind of guys that people want. If you could slide him into that team, this team, with those guys still intact, this becomes, yeah, I think a team that can legitimately make a conference final and, you know, be, present Cleveland with a respectable challenge. Is he the one guy to take them over the top and say, okay, now let's, let's go play Golden State in the finals? I don't think so. And the other thing that worries me about that one, uh, is that, Al, you know, Horford's in the last year of his contract, and you're going to wind up paying him an awful lot of money for the next four or yeah. five years if you, if you keep him after this. So what are you willing to give up to get him for three months? Well, when, when, it's, months. when it's proposed by uh, Chad Ford, when you, heard, when you initially yeah. read that, when, you, when, it's, when it's proposed as Kelly Olenek, it's proposed as uh, David Lee's expiring contract and the Celtic pick and the Dallas pick. So no Brooklyn lottery picks in there. Olenek probably the biggest piece in the David Lee contract, Paul. It, is that enough that, to get a sure. deal done? Yeah, I, I would do it too, but is it enough for Atlanta to want to give up Al Horford and Kyle Korver? Yeah, the fact that everybody in Boston was like, yeah, I'd do that, <laughs> leads me to believe that it, that probably wouldn't be enough. Uh, unfortunately, that's what I, what I thought. So, And I'm with you on Horford. I, I think that there are a lot of their positives with him, and, and if you watch the, the Clippers game tonight, it was a great win for the Celtics, but some of their weaknesses and their flaws were apparent. And one of those mm-hmm. is when DeAndre Jordan posted up early on, there was zero answer. And I love DeAndre Jordan. He's going to do that to a lot of teams, but no answer inside against DeAndre Jordan. Late in the game when Chris Paul and others were going to the hoop, nobody inside to defend. And people are going to look at Al Horford's points and rebounds, and I would point more to his defense, Paul, as being his the defense. interior presence they need inside right now, desperately. His defense is really good, and, you know, he's not a great rebounder, honestly. I mean, he, his numbers are okay, but he's not an elite defensive rebounder. Um, you know, and what he is offensively is he's a jump shooter at this point in his career, which is fine. You know, that plays into how they play and what they do. 
But, you know, I mean, look, I think Al Horford is a really good player. I think he makes any team better. I don't think he is an elite guy, and I also don't love the fact that he has a short contract at this point. Would you put anybody else right now on that potential list, Paul? And I ask you this every time, and it's such a tough question, mm-hmm. so feel free to uh, avoid it altogether yeah, and sure. no, call fine. me an idiot I mean, because we, we get here and we go, who else could they get? And we uh, Last year, oh, oh, maybe they'll get Kawhi Leonard. He's in the last year of his yeah. deal. He's restricted. Maybe no. the, the Spurs won't match it. Eh, that was stupid. He's one of the best players in the league now. So a couple weeks away from the trading deadline, if it's not Al Horford, give me some names that you're keeping an eye on for the Celtics. Well, I don't know if he's available, and it doesn't sound like he is, but I've long been intrigued with the idea of Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, we and, talked about that know, last time. Yeah, And and because, uh, you know, we talked about the contract, Carmelo's got another three years left on his deal that looks like a lot of money right now, but in the next couple of years won't look like that much, to be honest with you. And again, if you could do it in a way that didn't take away the core guys that we're talking about here, the Averys and the Jay Crowders, the, the, the support guys you need with a player like that, I he would really intrigue me. I don't know if New York is willing to do that, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it, it's, it, I, I know everybody's excited about the trade deadline. I think this summer is going to be really interesting. Hmm. And, you know, you can do a lot more things in the summer than you can at the trade deadline. I think the Celtics are really going to try to be active. I think, they, I think there's a couple of things they can do. Somebody suggested this. This is a hypothetical. I'm not, you know, rumorizing. We like those in sports radio, Paul. Go ahead. But I understand. Somebody uh, threw out, you know, look, if, what about Al Jefferson? Hmm. And, you know, Al Jefferson, the last year of his contract. Free agent, yeah. And Right. And, you know, for David Lee, straight up, you know, maybe throwing a pick here or there, something like that. That's not bad. That makes you better. Um, and you don't give up a lot. You know what I mean? I think you could do something along those lines. Um, the big deal, like the DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, forget it. Sacramento is so screwed up. I forget it. <laughs> you know, Blake Griffin has got a broken hand. Yeah. You know, I mean, Cleveland is not giving up on Kevin Love yet. Then you start moving down the line. I mean, Greg Monroe, Greg Monroe beasted last night against the Celtics, but Greg Monroe isn't that great defensively, and he's kind of an anachronism in the NBA today, a, uh, you know, a post-up player. Um, I'd be interested in Greg Monroe, but at a certain at a certain cost. I'd be interested in Al Horford, but at a certain cost. How many of these guys are really going to move the needle and take you up? And here's another thing to consider: Do you really want to break this team up? Now, I'm not saying this team is you know this is the end all and be all, but do you really want to go messing with what this team has right now? I'm not sure that you do for a slight upgrade. Yeah, to an extent, you would deal some of the pieces here, whether it's a Linux, the the David. Lee contract, but Jay Crowder, somebody asked earlier what the untouchables were, and the first guy I came up with was a guy like Jay Crowder. And they're not going to deal yeah. Isaiah Thomas, I understand that, but if yeah. they, they had to deal Crowder because his value is so high right now, his contract's so good, that, that'd be an energy piece that he holds a lot of things together. But to your, your point about David Lee, real quick, help me out here. The, the David Lee expiring contract, which is so valuable, if they don't trade that at the deadline, it doesn't help them out anymore, right? There's an incentive right. to trade that and get something back for that at some point at the deadline. Right. So I think you would probably be looking at a buyout situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, let me specify this, too. If we know anything about any age, there's no such thing as an untouchable. He's even said that. He said it to me many times. I know he said it on the air and in various other interviews. Um, he's traded basically – he's traded every single player that's ever come through here, the exception of, like, Ray Allen who left before he could trade him. And he tried to trade him a half dozen times too. Um, So, you know, the idea of an untouchable, no, an untouchable is Kevin Durant. An untouchable is Steph Curry, right? And they don't have guys at that level. 
so we need to be careful about untouchables. But to me, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, don't go messing with that. Real quick, uh, all-star game Toronto this weekend. What's the big league story you feel like heading into this weekend? Is it simple as how good Golden State is, Paul? They are really good, and they're a lot of fun. I, there's going to be a backlash against them soon. I can feel it. Ooh. But, you know, people get sick and tired of the same team. But you watch them, and I spent a week out there with them. You really watch them and, and interact with them. This is a team for all time, and I think people should enjoy it because we may never see a team like this again. Couldn't agree more. He's Paul Flannery, SB Nation, one of the great NBA writers. You can find the shoot-around on Sundays uh, at the SB Nation website. Uh, Paul, enjoy the All-Star break. We'll talk to you around the trade deadline. We'll pick your brain again there. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Anytime for you, Mike. He's the best. Paul Flannery, love talking NBA. I could do it for two hours. I remember we're sitting talking with, what, two or three hours we got to do one I don't know if he filled in for Lou during the middays. We just sat and talked to him, and it's it's the best, and Paul is great. He's on Twitter. If you have not followed Paul, uh, you're missing out. It's P-Flans, P-F-L-A-N-N-S. That's what it is on Twitter. Uh, great stuff with Paul. So he's keeping the Horford deal alive, but reminding us the summer might be more for the Celtic team. 617-779-7937 is your phone number. Big win in overtime, 139-134 over the Clippers. We'll come back and talk more with you next. Sports Radio, WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.